Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <sighs> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Ryan. How's it going, Ryan? I'm good, Kurt. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Saturday morning. I drank a little too much last night, but... <laughs> uh, just gotta suffer with those consequences, I guess. Uh, but I, I, I kind of needed a drink after seeing The Last Voyage of the Dementor, a movie that I'll talk about later, but just not a good movie. Um, cool. Well, you know what? Uh, these days there's probably not as long of episodes as we've had in the past. You know, I think of like when we reviewed Infinity War or, uh, Endgame, all those episodes were like two and a half hours long. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be probably like a rel another relatively short episode, but it's all good. You know what? Sometimes when there's just not as much to talk about, we have not much to say. Um, yeah. probably the big thing this week is there's more rumors that Disney could sell to Apple. Um, now Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, did say, "Oh, you know," he basically said like, "Uh, maybe, but like." There was nothing concrete there to say that they were. Uh, but yeah, some people are thinking that Disney could sell to Apple. If so, that would give Apple all of Disney's rights, including, of course, the Disney properties, but also like Marvel, Star Wars. I don't know. What do you think wow. of Disney selling to Apple? Yeah, I don't. I couldn't like tell you exactly why, but it seems like not good. Seems like a bad thing in general for the movie industry for that to happen. Yeah. There's no diversification whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think it would be. Like, I guess I, I the main thing I would worry about would be Disney Plus, just because like I, I don't know if Apple would want to keep. Uh, a streaming service that is on multiple different services and other stuff and if right. and I don't know, in, at least most of these acquisitions, like if uh, a company buys out the content like that then typically they're just going to want to primarily put it out on their platforms, so you know, as an Android user not to say I like necessarily notice it that much, but like what if I wanted to <laughs> you know, watch a, the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie on my phone. Well, it might not be as easy. It might only be on Apple phones. So, right. Oh, 
I didn't even think about that. Wow. Uh, this has been a long simmering rumor, so might not ever happen. But yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I I personally just I don't know. I think Disney's good where they're at. I do think they need to work a little bit on their output and just making sure their content's getting a little better because they've had like a lot of misfires this year. Even Bob Iger was like, "Yeah, we've we've missed the mark quite a few times this year." But it's Disney; they'll bounce back. They always do. All right. Uh, speaking of, Hugh Jackman reportedly met with Kevin Feige about a quote-unquote big role for Wolverine in Avengers: Secret Wars. Um, what that is, I don't know, but I don't know. I think people like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. You know. Yeah, I mean that'd be it'd be interesting to see him just in the MCU and not just in this Deadpool movie, but. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I like I like Hugh Jackman. I think that'd be cool. I also think too, like the Avengers kind of suffers from a problem right now where they don't really have like a lead actor that kind of like carries the team. Like Tony Stark, obviously was like you know big character. Robert Downey Jr. played him so well. Now it's like I don't know. I like I would imagine. I think like originally they wanted to Chadwick Boseman to be like the lead character mm. of the Avengers, but obviously with his passing, that made things very difficult. So, I could see Hugh Jackman, like, that would be, like, if you make him the lead character in an Avengers movie, more or less, then I could see that working. Yeah, I could see that. He's definitely got the charisma to lead one of those movies. Just, mm. just curious how they would insert him into the I guess we'll see in Deadpool, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling he's just gonna, like, by the end of the movie, they're they're gonna just place him right in the MCU. He's gonna be walking around like, oh, hello, fellow mutants. Like, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it could be interesting if, like, he knows about mutants and then gets placed into the MCU, and then he knows that in different instances of the multiverse, like, mutants exist. And then maybe he goes out to find them, and that's kind of how you come across, like, mutants in the MCU, is him sort of going out and discovering them. Because if they're, like, hidden from society and nobody's going to know about them, but except for this guy that comes through from the multiverse, then that could make for an interesting, like, he goes and he finds, uh, you know, Xavier, he goes and finds Cyclops, and, you know, he's the one that kind of brings them all together. So, I don't know. That could be one where they, they go about it. Uh, Hugh Jack... Or, not Hugh Jack. I mean, Adam Driver. That that actor. Um, it's expected that he's going to be offered the Mr. Fantastic role again once the WGA SAGAFTRA strike ends. Um, yeah, apparently the he wasn't impressed with the first script. They did a rewrite on that script, and now they're presenting him the new script. And they're going to see if he accepts it this time. So, yeah, I mean, I like Adam Driver. I think he, I think he'd be a good Mister Fantastic. I think it'd be cool if he ended up taking that. And it seems like he's only going to do it if it's good or the script's good. So, I mean, I, I, I feel say, like, if, like, yeah, 
it's very not in a bad way but it's just odd that they're like willing to rewrite a script just to get this actor to sign on like i don't say that in a bad way like that's good but yeah they very clearly want adam driver if they're willing to like literally go and rewrite a script just to like you know get him on board so um yeah, yeah. that is that is interesting it's not the actor you'd think that they'd they'd be doing that for no it's uh, I was going to say, like, no Tom Cruise or anything, but yeah, like, that's the only yeah. real big movie star I can think of nowadays, but... Mm-hmm. But, we'll see. Uh, apparently, Matt Smith is also in the running. Something tells me Disney's probably keeping him in the back burner. If Adam Driver says no, at least they can go to him and make the offer to Matt Smith, but... Admittedly, I don't think Matt Smith is as big of a name as, um... As, uh, Adam Driver. Plus, Adam Driver's got... I, this is just my personal opinion. Don't kill me in the in the like Twitter X verse or whatever they call it nowadays. But um, I just I don't know. Like I don't think Matt Smith is good of a actor. I think he he's had a few misses. Adam Driver at least like a bit more consistent of an actor. Yeah, for sure. I I think Matt Smith would be like a cool. Doctor Doom, because he's got like kind of that evil side to him that we saw in like House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Well, and the cool thing Dude. too is like, you know, with Marvel, they're casting. Typically, like if an actor doesn't get cast in a role, they might keep him around for B or C role too. Like once you mm. meet with their casting directors, they they typically kind of keep people in mind. Like we've heard of this a few times of people reading for different roles and then getting other roles than they read for. So. It wouldn't. I I was actually thinking that too. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Matt Smith eventually reads for like a Doctor Doom, or even like Silver Surfer. I think there's been rumors mm. that Silver Surfer is going to appear. You know, he could be like the Silver Surfer too, stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, Daredevil: Born Again, the Disney Plus series. There's a new rumor revealing that Margarita Lavia Lavia. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Anyways, this actress in <laughs> uh, Born Again, uh, she's apparently playing Heather Glenn, which is Matt Murdock's girlfriend uh, in the comics. So they're they're just moving Matt Murdock's dating life along. I mean, I wasn't too sure yeah. if they were going to tackle the woman from the original show. The yeah, Karen. yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, Karen, I'm I'm disappointed because I think they're not. She's not going to be in it. I don't think uh, Foggy's going to be in it either. No, buddy, which is, in my opinion, disappointing because I like them. Yeah, I would have even if it was like, oh, this is what they're up to, which I guess they could still do. Like, even if you're like, oh, yeah, they're they're off in Chicago or something right now. Like, you can find a way to like give them a story even if yeah they're not in the in it anymore so all right uh deadpool 3 there's a rumor seemingly revealing that the identity of emma corin's mystery villain is cassandra nova which is xavier's evil twin which that could be interesting that could be interesting never heard of her but could be interesting I looked her up, and she literally does look like an evil female twin version of Xavier. Literally what I was expecting, so, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, 
I also heard that she might be in the TVA too, so I wonder how that's going to work. Like, maybe they kind of, like, reveal later on that she's an evil twin, but reality is, it's like, maybe through the majority of the movie, you think she's just some random TVA employee. Mm. So. I'd be, I'm interested to see how they're going to tackle this. Uh, Lucasfilm is rumored to be developing a what if inspired Star Wars animated or live action series. So Marvel obviously does their what if, and that's been relatively successful for them. Now apparently Star Wars wants to do the same. I don't know if I like that idea as much for Star Wars, because I guess, like, Marvel it makes sense, there's the multiverse and all that stuff, but I don't think we've ever established there's a multiverse with Star Wars. Yeah, that is a little bit weird. But, yeah, I don't know. I think if it's done right, I think that, like, can justify the existence of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, And then, on to some more general Disney news. Uh, Disney's moving forward with a live-action Tangled movie, but Josh Gad's version of Hunchback of Notre Dame has been scrapped. Poor Josh Gad. I think he really is trying to replicate Frozen's success to no success, but <laughs> arguably that was the biggest thing he's ever been in, probably. So. But would you be curious in any of these movies being made? Um, I don't really have an opinion. Me on, on the <laughs> on the live action Tangled movie, to be honest. I've actually never seen Tangled, so it's it's good. It's good. Okay. It's not like yeah, it's all right. It's not Disney top movie. tier Disney. It's it's pretty good. I wouldn't say top tier, but like I don't know. I just I don't really like see the need for like the live action remakes. To be honest, just I don't I don't think it's ever really been done right. The Lion King one was all right. Yeah. But, like. You know, it just always just seems like you're getting a watered-down version of the original one. Yeah, and it's also like, I don't know, why don't I just watch the original on Disney Plus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess they have, like, they were like, oh, we don't have these movies available. You have to watch this version, but, like, literally, I could watch the original Lion King. Why would I go watch this remake? <laughs> you're like, why would I just watch a worse version of it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... On to some DC news. Uh, there's this whole thing about Wonder Woman 3, apparently. So Gal Gadot did a interview where she said uh, that uh, apparently she's met with Peter Safran and James Gunn about uh, doing Wonder Woman 3 over at Warner Brothers. And then uh, the I think it was like the Hollywood Reporter or one of the trades came out and said that Gal Gadot is not moving forward as Wonder Woman there's no Wonder Woman 3. So, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things I'm like, is this just Gal Gadot being wishful thinking that she wants this to happen and the studio's like, no, or are they just trying to cover their asses? I don't know. Um, yeah. Personally, do you want to see, do you, do you want to see Wonder Woman 3? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know if Patty Jenkins would come back. Um, and if you're not going to have Patty Jenkins come back, I, I'd say just 
recast and start new. Um, yeah. The last Wonder Woman movie, I just, I, it was not great. No, the first it one was I, not. And I wasn't even as hot on the first one as other people were. Like, some people were praising it as, like, the best comic book movie ever. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. It wasn't, like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, like, the best movie ever. Yeah. So, I don't know. What about you? Would you be wanting a Wonder Woman 3? Yeah, um... I don't know. I like Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, but yeah, that last one was not great. I I do think that like at some point they gotta kind of commit to just like restarting the universe or not restarting the universe. Like I don't know what James Gunn's doing, but I think that at some point you just need like you need yeah, it's confusing, and I think they just need a fresh start to be honest. I agree. I think, like, just recast. I mean, even have it where Gal Gadot can cameo in the new movie. Maybe she's not Wonder Woman, but maybe have her as, like, you know, kind of like how they have the original Wonder Woman appear at the end of Wonder Woman 1984. It's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. Alright. And then finally, The Warriors, which is a movie from the 70s. Uh, really, I... I I think it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that movie is being adapted as a stage musical from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow, that is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that movie works as a musical, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, well, a lot of fighting, apparently. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the movie enough that, like, I'm not a big stage person, but I would probably check this out. Yeah. And, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda's good, but just don't... I, I would just be interested to see how they adapt that into a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I would be curious how you make that a musical, but... Especially because, like, the movie's not very dialogue-heavy. So. No. But, we'll see. Okay. Um... And with that, we're going to take a break and then come back, review a couple things, and then talk about the movie club this week, which is Dog. Sorry, Channing Tatum. All right, back in a sec. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact. Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to http colon 
forward slash forward slash get Amazon music.com forward slash creating so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Um, yeah, not a whole lot to review this week. Two new movies, one theatrical, one on Amazon Prime. The theatrical release is The Last Voyage of the Dementor. This is sort of a retelling of Dracula on the boat. Uh, it's not a telling of the whole Dracula story, but like... I think it was described as being like one of the opening chapters of the original Dracula story, but obviously they've tried to expand it into a full feature length movie, which uh, that's kind of the big problem with this movie is that it very clearly runs out of steam very quickly. Um, and there is like cool moments where they show off uh, Dracula and they show off the monster and like they have some cool gore effects and stuff like that, but as much as gore effects are great, like, you can't carry a whole movie with that. And there was points where I was like, oh, this is really cool. But then it sinks in that, like, the story is going nowhere. Um, and mainly, too, like, this movie should have just been 90 minutes. Even then, that would have been a bit of a stretch. But the movie goes on for nearly two hours. And it just... It drags so much. And there's just so many points where the story's not doing anything. That I don't really think it really caught up to the rest of what was going on so i don't know personally i i think this is a, a movie that you can probably miss in theaters i would probably watch it when it goes to crave here in canada that's probably where it's going to end up on streaming but i don't know like it's it's okay like if you really like gore and like that kind of effects and stuff like this movie has enough of it that i would say it's an interesting one-time watch but I want to go and see this in theaters. I'm going to give this like a 6 out of 10. Um, mm. Yeah. Again, there's a value in it, but maybe not something you need to rock, watch right away. So It's interesting because that's a cool concept, doing that first like little bit at the beginning of the Jack Dracula story. But you're right, definitely like two hours is crazy. I don't understand how they can make that into two hours. There's just a lot of scenes where it's just dragging, and I was like, I know what they're doing. They're trying to make this a two-hour <laughs> movie, but it didn't need to be. Okay. Um, and then next up is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Uh, this is a new movie hitting Amazon Prime, and uh, I'm literally going to be giving this the same score as the last movie, but for different reasons. Um... Red, White, and Royal Blue is, um, yeah, it's, what it basically is, is it's like, it's kind of like, it's an LGBTQ love story about the first son of the United States and a young prince falling in love, um, but they have to keep their romance a secret. Um, it's... For me, at least, like, I applaud it for, you know, doing LGBTQ romance in a movie. And, you know, that's that's applaudable. Like, I really like that aspect of it. 
and like there's some story beats in this that really felt interesting and cool uh the problem is is like the rest of the script in particular the dialogue fails um the weird thing is is this is like adapted from a book so i would think that like the dialogue from the book would be better but i don't know like the dialogue in this just felt still or stiff and jilted it just it never really felt like it really jived with the movie um and then the cinematography of this like I, I don't know, this really did feel like a made-for-streaming movie in a bad way. Like, it just didn't feel like the quality was really up to par with what you would expect with, like... Like, if this was put out theatrically, you would feel like you're getting ripped off. Because it just looks very, like, soft lighting. And I don't know, it just... It didn't really... It wasn't very visually appealing of a movie. Um, so, I don't know. I, yeah, this is also getting a 6 out of 10 for me. Again, I applied it for kind of covering the different themes and making and at least taking a bold choice to like cover lgbtq romance in the white house and stuff like that like that's that's cool i like that uh, that concept but it's just the execution of it is not great right just got that like uh, just that the straight to streaming kind of low quality about it yeah like it just i don't know it's just not a very well-made movie. Um, mm. I don't know. And if this was made by people more competent, both in the screenwriting and the cinematography department, I think it would be a better movie, obviously. But, like, it just, I don't know, just seemed like it was really lacking a lot of just quality craftsmanship in a lot of different regards. So, But if you did want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime, so you don't have to go to the theaters for that. And, uh, yeah, that's it for reviews. Let's talk about uh, Movie Club this week, which is Dog, starring Channing Tatum and a a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie before, actually. Nice. Would you? Did you? It? Oh, me? Yes. I had actually seen this uh, way back. I think they sent me... I want to say I went to a, a, a press screening for it, I want to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. And I've, I've kind of meant to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. But yeah, I enjoy it. Did you Did you like it? I did. I, I liked it uh, more than I thought I was going to, for sure. I, I don't know why I had this conception that it wasn't like going to be a very good movie. Um, I think, like, critically it didn't do very well, I guess. Um... But I really like that. I'm also just like a huge dog person. I was like just enjoying that aspect of it. But I yeah. thought that um, Channing Tatum was pretty good in it, and the dog is really good in it. And it's definitely like has its heartfelt moments. And um, you know, it's got some weird things in it. But like I, I think it also like it, at some points is like pretty earnest in its heartfeltness. And I like I liked those aspects of it. Yeah, like, it's it's funny, but I don't know if it's, like, an outright comedy, because there's, like, a lot of tragedy in the movie, too, like... Yeah, there is. There's a lot of moments where you're like, oh, that's, that's genuinely just sad, but then there's yeah. moments where you're, you're laughing, like, when he's, when he's showing the older guy how to, like, get out of the, the zip ties and all that, like... It's just stuff like yeah. that that's like, okay, that's kind of funny, but moments before, he was ready to kill this guy, so. 
Um, but normally, like, total whiplashes like that I don't like. But in this movie, like, I don't know, it worked as well as it could. I don't think it's, like, the... I, I still think, like, tonal changes like that could be a little jarring sometimes, but it, it, it was relatively okay. Yeah. I also think, like, um, Channing Tatum doesn't always get the credit he deserves. Like, he was pretty good in this movie. Oh, yeah. I I think Channing is a very underrated actor. I think, like, a lot of his stuff, especially, like, the Magic Mike movies and stuff like that, like, are just genuinely well-made movies. But, yeah, I think he just... Mm-hmm. I think he makes stuff that's going to be enjoyable for a wide-reaching audience. And I think sometimes people just assume that that stuff's going to be like not great but like i think he genuinely like he or he co-directed this movie with somebody else and i think it just shows that like (coughs) excuse me he's he's a good competent filmmaker like this is a you know considering the when i saw that he directed this i was like oh wow but he does a pretty great job with it so yeah, he's also just like he's he's super funny too. Like he he plays those parts well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the beginning when he's at like that stand-in for Subway, and you know he's clearly like not enjoying himself. And, yeah. And, but yeah, like there was a few parts in this movie where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to kill the dog," and I'm like, "What? No!" <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Can't kill this dog. I mean, yeah, it's got problems, but he's just. Or she's just so sweet, but... Yeah. No. She, the dog was really good in it, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was a few a few moments in this that were pretty fun. Like, when they go to the hotel and they, like, tr- pretend to be... Uh, he <laughs> pretends to be blind just to, like, get the free room and all that. I don't know if it was free, yeah. but yeah, it definitely seemed like they got some kind of good upgrade on that, so... Yeah, yeah. What would you uh, give this movie a score of? Um, I think I'd go like seven, seven and a half. Like it's just still not like I like what I would consider like a really great movie, but I like I'd still like had like a really good time with it and would rewatch it. Yeah, I, I'd give it like an eight. So yeah, like, yeah. I don't think it's like the best movie out there by any stretch, but I think it's just a very considering that you know. You're basically watching a movie with Giant Tatum with a dog for almost two hours, one and a half hours. It, it it does better than what you would expect it to. So yeah, I give it I give it a uh, eight out of ten, four out of five. Cool. Well, I think uh, Spark will be with us next week, so maybe we'll get him to choose a movie club movie because we haven't had one from him in a while. So. So I don't know what it is, but we'll we'll see if yeah. Sparks got got something for next week. But um, cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.